0: I'm an American
1: Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. We're part of the Loving Liberty Network, and Liberty Moms are the real Secretary of Defense when it comes to their children, their family, and their communities. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy day to tune in and learn about liberty and what you can do as a Liberty Mom or dad to instill and secure the liberty that's in your community and in your state and here in utah we're just wrapping up our state legislative session and today's the last day and we're we um we're we're breathing a sigh of relief because there's a lot of damage that can happen during state legislative sessions i'm i'm sorry to say and i'm sure it's going to be the case in any state across the nation um we're seeing more and more of a government overreach and i was hoping that we would have a little bit pushback on this recent um, overreach during the pandemic. And we're not seeing that happen here in Utah, but aside from the general session that's been going on, we've also had another kind of um, upstir in education. And we had, my guest today is Natalie Klein and Natalie joined me. It's been a couple of weeks ago and Mm -hmm. What surfaced um, since she joined me was a um, discovery by some parents that live in the Murray School District here in Utah. And, uh, Natalie, I'll go ahead and let you share, um, because they've reached out to you. Uh, Natalie, as I failed to mention, I'm sorry, was just newly elected on our state school board in this last 2020 election cycle. So she is at a... um, on the state level. And so now she's getting a lot of parents reaching out to her because she's in a position where she can um, uh, give them information or else help educate other parents of problems that are happening in education throughout the state. So Natalie, tell us what um, came to your attention.
2: Sure. Um, Thanks for having me here. I, um, since being put in, I've been very outspoken about where I stand on issues. And so people feel like they can reach out to me and I'm grateful for that because I know that this has been happening um, throughout the state and, and it's just kind of been kept quiet at the local level. They try to deal with it there and that's and that's good except for when the parents are dismissed um, and, and placated and the issues aren't resolved and they continue to grow. So um I have, I have a friend there in the Murray district. I used to live there. My kids went to the Murray, the Murray schools um, when, when I was there. And this mom was really upset. It came She had received a call from another mom um, whose child was in her same child's class and said that these transgender children's books had been read to their kids, two of them. Um, without the parent's knowledge or consent. Okay, mom so... Mom known, had the other mom not called.
1: Okay, so what happened, then what grade was this? This is third grade,
2: so her little eight-year-old boy had been read two books, one called um, Julian is a Mermaid, and the other one is Call Me Max, and they really go hand-in-hand, hand, um, the one grooming the kids for the next one, so...
1: So without the parent's knowledge or their children, their eight-year-old children, were read a book that was promoting transgender ideology. Yep, it's about a little boy in the school um,
2: that decides that he's not the, the sex that he thinks he is, and how he thought school would be hard, but not for the reasons that other people told him it would be trying to decide which bathroom to go in, and, and how to get along with the other kids, and and this little boy in the book has a cross-dressing friend at school that likes to wear dresses. And I mean, it's, if you want to just, just YouTube it. And there's, there's a video of a little um, Asian girl that reads the book and it just make your heart sink. when you see how manipulative it is.
1: I don't feel like that's the proper role of our educators to be teaching an ideology that is not even, um, First of all, transgender dysphoria is a um, mental disorder. Okay, so we wouldn't want to be promoting something that confuses our children with who they are from the get-go. And is it really the? Do we really want a stranger in a classroom, a teacher? But it's it's a stranger as far as not part of your family. Mm-hmm. And and subjecting your children to these ideas, right. That's outrageous. Right.
2: It is. It is really upsetting. Um, it's interesting. You mentioned that it's a that it's a mental disorder. Um, it was considered a mental disorder until it was taken out of the DSM five manual.
1: Um, Wait, when did that happen? Oh yes, there's a the whole manual. story
2: behind that. Oh yes, and the and the doctors who had written the manual prior were so upset because it was a group of activists, kind of like an access or an equity committee. Um, there at the American Psychological Association, this group of nine radical doctors that decided they were going to take that out. And the doctors that had previ- written the previous versions of that were so upset they both wrote books about the scandal. And yet, so now it's being treated as perfectly normal. And you know, with the new Biden administration and the Equality Act that they're pushing, um that trying to just normalize this and and. The equity teams or councils that all the schools are starting to hire. Their goal is to make um, these few children that actually do suffer a super small percentage of kids that have gender dysphoria. They're trying to make those kids um, the spotlight and and focus everything on them to make them feel feel quote unquote safe, welcome, included. So the whole class has to learn about it, right? And and. The um, presumption of the teachers, they're told to ex- to assume that there's a child in every class. They just don't know which one that might be suffering from this, right? So that's their excuse for teaching it to a whole class, um, whether or not there's evidence that there's somebody in there or not.
1: Now, but- do, they, do they actually say that to the children? There could be someone in this room that suffers from this?
2: You know, I don't know how they have framed it in the classroom because yeah. generally that doesn't happen when there's another adult in the room, right? Right, right. Um, so, but this but this teacher read them the entire book, including the part about the author on the jacket of the book where the author tells about how um, when you get to be a certain age, you can take medicine that will help you grow a beard, right? So I think the, the most upsetting part about this whole situation is, the lies that have come from the teachers and administrators in the district um, that have tried to cover this up because the parents—it's—and it's just amazing that they would be so bold as to lie the way they are because the parents were documenting everything as they went, all the email conversations that they had with with the administrators and teachers, all the documents that they that the administration used to justify what they did. Um, They have it all on record. And yet the school has now come out after saying initially to the parents that it was part of the equity book bundle that they had adopted, that the equity team had adopted. um, And to saying that a child, one of the students in the class brought it in and asked the teacher to read it. This is simply them just trying to cover their tails so they don't get in trouble Legally, because they know they can't um, say who the child was, so there's no way to verify um, their claim. But all the other communications that the parents had with the administrators in emails and documents said that it was part of the equity book bundle. There were assignments given on *Julie and the Mermaid*, a paper that they wanted the kids to write. Um, but somehow, this now now they're saying it just happened accidentally. Um, that, the, that a child brought it into the teacher, and the teacher just read it by accident, right? Not knowing what it was all about,
1: even though well, there were
2: I'm, assignments given and everything.
1: I mean, I think every parent's hair should be on fire right now, because yeah. it's one thing that they have um, harmed your child in a classroom without your knowledge. And, and a lot of parents may not. I mean, this could be going on in other classrooms. Mm-hmm. This information was given to you because you had connections with those parents. But then the lies and the deceit after the fact are kind of people you want your children hanging out with for six, seven hours a day. People that don't have integrity that people that aren't honest, that are deceitful. Right. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. And it's,
1: it's, I mean, when you consider that your child is your most prized possession. Exactly exactly this is the trust um, is huge much more we're going to take a short break here to um, pay for our um airtime so stay with us we'll be right back on the liberty mom show
3: Maybe you've heard about Metashare and you know what it is it's the affordable alternative to health insurance but you've wondered can i really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills and the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money whether it's just for you or for an entire family. Medishare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to Medishare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services, you get a huge network of doctors, you get great customer support, and you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE.
4: 833-34-BIBLE.
0: I'm Wayne Alaroot, and I am Mr. Exercise. I've worked out one to two hours a day in my home gym every day for decades. That's how much I believe in exercise. But now it turns out I could have saved thousands of hours and used those extra hours for making money or enjoying my family simply by using the brand new X3. The X3 is a compact, premium, home exercise product that uses variable resistance, which 16 different research studies show is more effective than free weights for building speed, strength, muscle, and avoiding injury. And it only takes 10 minutes a day. The X3 was invented by best-selling author Dr. John Jackwish, well-known for inventing a medical device that reverses osteoporosis. The X3 is portable and easily stored. X3 is used by dozens of professional athletes, including NFL and NBA players, to replace weightlifting. Get your X3 today. Go to X3Bar.com. Enter promo code WAR and save $75. That's X3Bar.com. X3Bar.com. And mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Dixie and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives.
2: they even switched one little thing. They put their nose up
0: to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
1: Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today with my special guest, Natalie Klein, from the Utah State School Board. And we've been talking about... Um, extracurricular things that are being taught in at least one district in Utah, in the Murray School District, but parents must be on guard to, throughout the state, that this kind of um, ideology, this transgender ideology, could very well be likely taught in your children's school, if you're in a public school. And this happened to take place in a third grade, so this is eight-year-old students, okay, that were being groomed to um, be acceptance uh, accepted of this transgenderism and introduced to it. I mean, most kids are just going to be have no idea what this is. Right, right. To it by an outside government source, away from the parents, in the safety of of the home, where the parent knows the child's development and understanding and emotional. Um, uh, understanding and what's appropriate for that child to learn it's just one size fits all let's just throw it at you right 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 yeah
2: that's really scary
1: yeah so we were talking about how it took place and then the district has tried to cover it up and cover their tail so they don't get sued which i think would be the a great avenue for parents to pursue if they if they chose to but um I, as I reached out to Natalie during the week, I came across in the Sunday, the trip just as a weekly publication. So there was actually a um, an opinion piece that claims to be written by, oh, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 grade school students. And it's fascinating because it's very well written for uh, somebody that's 10 years old, 11 years old, 8 years old. It's very, very well written, but it's defending everything that happened and that um, they don't they don't see why there should be any pause in the equity book bundle as surrounded by Call Me Max. What do you say about that?
2: Right. Well it's interesting because um originally the teachers told the mom that this book was part of the equity book bundle and And because of transparency issues and a phone call with an attorney, they'd agreed to suspend the program for the time being until they could look into it. And now they're saying that the book was never part of the equity book bundle. So there's just, I mean, there's so many inconsistencies here. And so one of the the ways that the administration tried to cover their tails is to, they went to the media, they went to the Salt Lake Tribune to a reporter and had them tell their side of the story, so that everybody heard the, the school administrator's side of the story. Right, so they posted it in the Tribune, which then it went national. It went to Daily Wire, it went to to um, MSN, it went to New York Times, and and because um, it went national, it caught the attention of the author himself, the author who wrote Callie Max, who happens to be um, a teacher at this New York city school district that wrote this article or that the district where all these children wrote the article supposedly. Um, and yet uh, he, his voice is very clear in in this op-ed that was written and, and put into the New York Times or into our Salt Lake Tribune so on these, Sunday.
1: These students then aren't even Salt Lake students.
2: No, these are New York kids. They're New from York New students. York
1: City. Okay, they're New York City, and they place this. Because, see, when I read it originally, I just thought they were from the school. Yeah, no,
2: they're, they're kids from New York, students from New York, from the same school that the author of the book works at as a teacher. Yeah. And uh, saying that this book bundle should not be put on hold because it makes transgender kids feel like they're not important or valued.
1: Well, and I want to make a point that, um, you know, transgenderism is, is a real thing. And um, it was considered um, a dysphoria and, uh, and a mental illness. And the thing about transgenderism is, is highly, um, you outgrow it. Most of the confusion that children experience um, by time they hit puberty they outgrow if they're not affirmed in their on how they want to present themselves, if they're not presented and affirmed in that new and in space, or they or they don't do any surgeries or the hormonal stuff. They'll just outgrow percent right. for girls and I think I 90, 90 yeah. percent. And so it's a natural process that they will outgrow. But now we've created this culture where we're actually encouraging people encouraging our children to explore that. And maybe they could have that dysphoria or that thought of being a transgender.
2: Right. Well, and it's interesting because they tried to say that it's just a growing problem that we have and, or that there's always been all these kids with this problem and we just haven't known about it. And now they're coming out. Right. But when you look at how they are, going down into the schools at the very youngest of ages and planting these ideas in kids' minds when they're in that magical stage of thinking that they can, they think they can be anything they want. They, and, and they're not, they don't have a good grasp on reality. So to tell them something like that by a te- to be told something like that by a teacher that they assume has their best interests at heart and that would never tell them a lie Right. Um, yeah. They, they are creating the problem. If there is a, an increase in the number of transgender people in our society, it's not because it's happening naturally. It's because they are being groomed and taught to question their biology. I mean, in the book, Call Me Max, it the, the student tells, or the, the child in the book says that his parents um, made a mistake when they assigned him to be a boy when he was born, based on what his genitalia is.
1: Yeah, so because so, God's not part of the equation. I mean, we're right. not created by a, a supreme almighty God that is divine. And um, this, no, it's just the parents. It's the parents, right. who, you know, you're slate right. you're when you're born, even though you have a, either a penis or a vagina, you know, which you've got those chromosomes. You've got this whole biological bundle. Right. So that's
2: that's how evil it is, is that they're teaching children to question their very biology. Children are very concrete thinkers. And if you teach them that what they look like they are is not what they are, then how can they trust that anything they see in this world or anything they experience is what they think it is? This is setting them up for... Massive mental health issues. Even if they didn't have it to begin with, they are exactly. going to be so confused. And and it's pitting. It's it's driving a wedge between parents and children intentionally. Which was is, just, it's like mental, emotional, social kidnapping of a child.
1: Oh, I
2: was just going to say, it's so that, evil,
1: Natalie. It is totally. Can you imagine your 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 sweet little children have this bond and this connection that's created by God okay, mm-hmm. to help them in society, to have a place of trust and love.
2: Security. And then
1: you put them in a public school, and then all of a sudden, everything that you've been taught by your parents is presented as a lie. Right. Okay, so you lose that trust, those children. And, right. I mean, well, the trauma that causes for the rest of their life is unfounded. Right, and and it's interesting
2: because the teachers that are doing this are – Openly gay, so they're not going to have children of their own or any more if they've already had some, um, unless they adopt somebody else's. They cannot, it, they cannot have their own biological children when, and so the only way they can have children is if they take yours. And it's just, it's so sad. Whether that is their, whether they see it that way or not. Um, I'm not saying that I'm I'm against all these people. I believe we should
1: love all people. But when it
2: comes to taking a child away from their parent, you've crossed the line.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right. We're going to take a short break here on the Liberty Mom Show. Got more to discuss with this important, important issue. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today on the Loving Liberty Network. Thank you for joining in. The Liberty Moms, they are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their community. And I've been speaking with Natalie Klein from the Utah State School Board. We've been discussing a extremely, probably, I think, one of the most important issues that families need to be aware of and be on the front end of, because um, you wanna be the first one basically to let your, um, to, to oh gosh, create this place that your um, values are still honored and respected and not um, attacked by outside influences, whether it's in the education field, whether it's in the medical field, um, it's going to be friends in the neighborhood at this point because we have so many in Utah. uh, I think it was five years ago, there were maybe five cases of students that were thinking that they needed to change their gender. And now we're on a trajectory of, it's like a thousand students a year. And that is going to only grow because it's a ideology that is, Um, welcomed and accepted and actually celebrated. They celebrate the fact that you've wanted to change how God created you. So Natalie, do we have resources? What can we do to help parents?
2: Okay. So in the process of helping the parents in Murray, um, I started pulling together a bunch of the, any of the Utah laws that I could find regarding what is okay to be taught in school and what's not okay. We've got some great laws on the books. Um, and I'm just so grateful for lawmakers that back in the day that had the foresight to put those there. Um, the problem is, is that we have two different groups of people in our society. We have those that believe in the rule of law, and those that believe in the rule of bureaucrats, activists, and special interest groups. And those um, th- those that believe in the rule of law are more than often afraid of the of the latter group. And uh, so we have to stop being afraid and we have to know the law, because they are, they know it, they study it, so they know how to get around it, and they're setting up a parallel system with their equity councils, and strategic plans, and memorandums, and uh, whatever you, you want to call it, they, they have all of these things that are, are all about making these, the minority feel safe, welcome, included, um, and celebrating diversity, and in the process, they've they've thrown out the law. It's their way of shredding or overriding the law. So we have to know what the law is. So that it's our only defense. Parents have to be able to say, this is what the law says. And you have crossed that line. Um, because sadly, the activists, the only thing that they respond to is a threat of lawsuits. So sadly, that's where we're going. And most families, um, and young families especially, don't have money for that. Um, so we're trying to put together some resources Um, I, we've created a chart where we're going to start collecting all of the evidence that parents have of things that are happening in their schools to try and, um, build a a case and we've, um, then try and find attorneys that will take these cases on and hopefully public interest attorneys that, um, we, we can help get funding that way so that parents can have someone to help back them up. Um, but in the process, I created, um, what I call my dear parent letter that, um, has 10 different things that you can do. First is get educated. Um, It has lots of links about the different issues, so you can get up to speed really quickly on the issues that we're facing between LGBT and gender ideology and critical race theory. Um, It's all there, what's coming down on us. It's just like a tsunami. So parents have to get up to speed quickly um, so that they know what it is they're looking for, because the language has been corrupted and they have these red flag words that um, mean one thing to the activist means something different to the parents and if the parents don't know how the activists think of it they'll miss it and and it will you know that
1: when you talk about the wording how important the words are and they're creating and using new words you think about it and in in the beginning when when god created the earth is by with his word Mm -hmm. organized um matter out of chaos with the word and yet the word now is being used to create chaos yes. and destruction.
2: It's, it's to, like the Tower of Babel. It's
1: the exactly. corrupting of the
2: language all over again. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and the big thing is the equality, you know, which we esteem in the equality of opportunity. They're using equity now, thinking that it's equity of of outcome. The outcome has to be equitable for everyone. And that is the antithesis of what this country was founded on. Right.
2: The only way to do that is to bring others down. Exactly. So, which means taking away certain people's freedoms for the benefit of, of a minority instead of treating everybody equally under the law. Yeah. yeah. So, in this Dear Parent Letter, um, there's also opt out forms for sex ed and critical race theory and any other subversive content. Um, those opt out forms also include what the law says as far as what is required to be taught in classes regarding our founding, the founding of our country, the, the principles, um, behind that and things that are not being taught that need to be. So again, that's a protection for you. Um, and, and it's just, it doesn't, it's not a, a fail safe, um, because I've had somebody that just reached out to me today that said, I send in an opt out form and everything. And they still, and they just showed a a, a black lives matter video, um, 1619 video in my kid's class. What do I do now? Right? So that's where we've created this form where parents can fill out and start. We can start collecting the evidence to build our case. um, because I think we're heading into a situation where lawsuits are going to be the only recourse we have. Um, The third thing on the list is, again, to know the laws, which this letter contains, um, regarding your parental rights and your child's learning environment. Um, You know, I had somebody reach out to me a couple days ago, said that the teacher is in the high school literature class where they had to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but the teacher had a LGBT flag right up next to the, the American flag. And the student actually asked the teacher to please move the LGBT flag to the other side of the room. So he didn't feel like he was saying the pledge to the LGBT flag. And she got very hostile and refused to move it. So this is, I mean, and and I hear about these, the LGBT and the Black Lives Matter signs up in classes all the time. So kids tend to believe what they hear first. um, And whoever... Tells it to them first, so the parents really have to be proactive and talk to have these conversations with their kids before it happens, so that they'll know what to do when it happens.
1: You know, it's that—that's what I was alluding to earlier when I was trying to make that point, and you made it an mm-hmm. effective point. Is that it's you latch onto there's something about human nature that kind of latches on, and if it's a lie, it 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 becomes it, in scripture. It in Alma it talks about it becomes riveted to your soul, and yeah. so they're buying into a lie, and so parents have to be preemptive, and it's almost like you have to start telling, teaching your children that not everyone says things that are true,
2: especially teachers, you know, yes,
1: and it question everything, people in authority, We're, we live in a world, uns, it's sad, it's unfortunate, but not everyone has the same values as our family has. Mm-hmm. So you may hear things that is contrary to what we teach in a family. And so we want you to know so that you don't hear that and think that now is truth. Right. We want you to come home and talk so we can talk about it. Let's talk about it and and see what is different from what we're teaching you. And, and so that they don't get that confusion of hearing something radically different from what they know. Right. To, or value, yeah,
2: and then and and then empowering your kids. So if they end up in a situation like that, especially young kids, that they're being taught stuff that clearly goes is an agenda or a, um, an ideology, and and they if they ever feel sick to their stomach about what they're hearing, that they you just tell them go you excuse yourself and go to the office. Tell the teacher that you're not feeling well because you're not. And yeah. you come and call me, and I and and have a, a a code word or something that the child can say to the parent that the parent realizes what the situation is and can come and rescue that child, and then they can talk about what was happening, and the parent can address that's a, it with the school.
1: Natalie, that's a great great idea. People have got to prepare because they do that on you know on the playground. They'll they can you know they if there's a stranger you know leave you know but. Right? You know, classroom where it's considered safe it's hard to take place and and where the kids are a captive audience they don't have the luxury
2: to just stand up and walk out if there was you know we teach our kids if you're if there's something bad on tv or on the internet you just shut it off or you walk out right but they don't have that option in the class so they need a way to get out
1: all right natalie we have got we've got more of your list that we want to cover great ideas for parents so stay with us We're going to be returning here shortly on the Liberty Mom Show. of
0: fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, BP and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives.
2: And switch one little thing. They put their nose up to it. There was not one problem.
0: Dynavite for
4: life. You won't believe how
0: happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
1: Welcome back. It's the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today with school board mem- State School Board Member Natalie Klein. And, oh, my goodness, she's been giving us these amazing tips to empower parents to protect their children in this crazy world that our children are going to be exposed to, okay, where they're going to come head on. And most of our children in the state of Utah are in a government classroom and there's ideology that is being forced on your children that totally is contrary to your values being taught in your home. And so Natalie's been giving us a list of, uh, of off of a letter that you've created.
2: Yeah, I just call it the Dear Parent Letter, and okay. and I could get you a copy if I don't know how you can or they can message me and I'll send them a copy.
1: <laughs> this makes me laugh because it's the antithesis of the Dear Hillary.
2: Yeah, or the Dear Colleague letter
1: from Obama that created a lot of issues. Yes, this is a a good letter. Yes. This is for children. (laughs) And I I didn't anticipate,
2: I I didn't do that intentionally, but I've thought about that since. Uh Okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I really believe this stuff was all inspired. Um, It just came flooding into my mind as I was working with these parents in Murray. So... I thought other parents are going to need this. And sure enough, it's a, it's a plague that we're facing. So, um, the third thing on the list was to know the laws and I've got them identified in here for you so that, um, you can take those to the teacher and you can call them out when they cross the line. Um, a lot of those have to do with, um, what's allowed in in the classroom and what's not. Um, including compelled speech. People need to understand compelled speech because um, children are being taught to silence themselves, right? If they don't agree with these things, they don't want to be called names, so they're quiet except for when it comes to the gender ideology and teachers are forcing them to choose a a preferred pronoun, which is telling them they have to buy into this ideology and that the teacher won't call them by their biological pronoun um, until the child tells them what they want to be called, which is forcing it. That's compelled speech instead of just calling them what they, you know, what they are. Just it's self evident, right? You no, know, now the right. child has to tell the teacher, him, her, or she, she, her, or him so confused him or whatever they and and until then the teacher will only call them by the gender neutral they them you know that's so wrong which
1: is improper english right right not a they (laughs) it's wrong on many many levels it's right it just doesn't make sense right
2: and and they they taught these strategies to all of the teachers at the utah pride center conference for educators in january how to how to implement this and they and I mean those videos that they that Utah Pride Center took down because uh, they were they're just full of damning evidence against um, teachers and principals. Many teachers and principals from Utah were featured in those presentations, telling other teachers, administrators how to incorporate this new culture into their schools and use these strategies. Um, and I wish that I could show them to you um but again they're threatening lawsuits against us if we put that information out
4: yeah so anyway
2: they they just play dirty and that's the world we're in right now so anyway um if your child is taught or exposed to inappropriate materials in the classroom or library um we told you how to help them get out of that Um, also we are if, go to UtahParentsUnited.org and sign up there. We are creating a parent army that we will. It will connect you with other concerned parents in your local area and give you the tools to know how to band together and and take back your schools. Because if it, if you just go in as one as a single parent for a single issue, um, they will placate you. And or dismiss you or, you know, say, oh, we'll take care of it and brush it under the rug when actually they're moving full steam ahead.
1: Their favorite, and, their favorite ploy, as we noticed, is when you go in alone, they'll say, you know, you're the only one that has complained. Yes.
2: Make you feel like
1: else, there's crazy. something wrong with you. Everyone right. Everything else is fine with this. That's right.
2: And that's crazy. what they did to all the parents in Murray that stood up. They just gaslighted them all and, and made it sound like the parents just weren't inclusive, that it's not a child child's problem it's a parent problem so when you when I've I've been to the United Nations where they have where I've been to a class where they talk about overcoming barriers these are the activists doing their war gaming about how to push an agenda and what's the number one barrier when trying to push an agenda in schools the parent, right and so they teach they, they say when you introduce this you can expect parent pushback and when that happens, you know to do this next. And when they push back again, you know to do this next. So that nothing as a, nothing a parent does is going to slow them down. They'll just double down and keep pushing forward harder and harder. So parents have to expect pushback and that resistance and, and not get discouraged or upset um, or, you know, throw in the towel. They have to know that when this happens, that's okay. I expected it. And now I'm going to do this and you keep pushing and you just expect it and realize this is, this is how we know we're in an age where agendas and ideologies are being pushed because otherwise um, they would listen to the parent and try to resolve the concerns.
1: Right. That's not what they're doing. That tool, getting connected with other parents in your area is going to be super helpful to keep you supportive and encouraged and not get defeated. Yep, and we're going to have
2: training videos on there to help you know and, and all the resources to get you up to speed on what all of the ideologies are so you can learn to recognize it. It will all be on there. We're building it out as fast as we can, but if you can go there and sign up, you'll start getting emails from them um, to keep you. And that's Utah Parents the, United. UtahParentsUnited.org. Yep, and then you you also need to know that there are laws that tell you as a parent that you have the right to know, and you have to – one of the things we're going to train you on is to how to go in and demand total transparency and demand that you can that you can go in. The parent volunteers can go in and see every book on on a teacher's bookshelf, every book in the school library. Um, the American Library Association is all about, they have their own Bill of Rights about a child has the right to access whatever information they want. So we're not censoring anything and, and we're allowing everything in our library, right? So your child, mm-hmm. you have to know that. Your school library is not safe. You have to, you just can't let the kids roam freely. And they say, well, you can, the Murray, the Marie district um, did say, well, you can have access to our library. You can see anything on there. You can search any book you want um, to see if it's in there. And if there's something you don't want, just let us know and we'll flag it. So your child can't check it out. But how many books do kids look at in a library without actually checking them out? They just look at them while they're there at the library, right? So, again, you have to prepare your child and tell them you open a book and it has this in it or it makes you feel funny, you just close it and put it back. Um, School community councils. Every school has a community council. That's where the parents are supposed – that's supposed to be the voice of the parents. They have to have at least two parents on the council. Usually, parents don't know about it, and so they find a teacher that also happens to be a parent, and they kind of staff the council their way. You've got to find out about your school of community council, because that's where you can help um, keep out bad curriculum. That's controlled at the local level, and that's where you can have the greatest say. Um, and then teaching your child. Um, find out. Go on the district website and your school website and search for all the red flag terms. The number one being equity, diversity, inclusion, and see if they have an equity team. See if they have a diversity team. It's usually a, a form they, they pick a few different... There's there's different names that they come up with, them, but they usually include equity or diversity. And look at the resources that they have online um, and see if you agree with them. Alpine School District had how to be an anti-racist. They recommended Southern Poverty Law Center. I mean, they had all... How to be... Um, Anti-racist baby was another one of the books on their recommended list um, until parents saw and went in and started talking to them. Uh, some other districts have been parents have gone to them also, having recently just found this, and the districts have put in a, an administrative login in front of that material now, so you can't access it. So if wow. there's a if there's something in the way, that means they've been caught and they don't want you to see it, but you have a right to know as a parent and to demand total transparency.
1: So Natalie, we are like in our final 30 seconds. And so if, if these parents listening want to access that letter from you, the Dear Parent letter, how do they do that?
2: Um, They can just message me on Facebook, Natalie Klein. Not okay. my board, not my board Facebook. Just <laughs> my personal Facebook. Board. Just Facebook my personal one. Just message me and say you heard about this on on the show right. and, and give me your email and I'll
1: email it to you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Natalie. You were a, a resource of huge, huge important information. Thank you so much for oh, your time. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. We'll talk to you. We'll be listening to you soon here on the Liberty Mom Show.
2: All right.